welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you can use in your M&A projects. So let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. How are you going there, Roberts, in Melbourne? Well, I'm, I'm good, Toby. I mean, it's colder now, it's darker, but um, the, the advantage I've got is I haven't spent the last week cycling 100 kilometres a day uh, like you have. So, <laughs> yes, well, yes, indeed. I'm nice and relaxed. Yeah, so I just come back from a trip, from a cycling trip from Sydney, and I cycled up to Grafton, which is a few hundred kilometres north of here in Sydney. It took me one and a half weeks, but it was very good. What can I say? The weather was perfect all the way. So cycled all the way up there and took a train back and only got back last night. Well, there you go. At least you did the sensible thing on the way back. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Certainly did. And yeah, so a great experience and uh, intend to carry on cycling up the coast in July. Brilliant stuff. Now, what I heard in our preamble to this was that while you were on that cycling trip, you've been doing some thinking about an acquisition that Yahoo made. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Rob, is that true to the title of this uh, podcast, m Stories, I wanted to talk about what I think is an absolute classic story in m on what not to do. You mentioned in our preamble before we came on to this about Kodak and how Kodak missed an extraordinary opportunity to enter into digital photography. It had pioneered photography um, throughout the previous century. It it invented digital photography. It it dominated the global photography marketplace. And it just didn't see. it, it, It created it. It invented it. But didn't monopolize on that opportunity. And here's a story about Yahoo and an acquisition that could have made it a totally different business to what it is today. Yahoo is almost non-existent. It's in the internet backwater. It was an acquisition that it truly squandered. So do you want to give us a, a rundown of it? Yeah, yeah, I will do. And just very briefly, just to remind ourselves, Yahoo was of course, the um, one that really came out of the starting blocks in a very big way with the oncoming of the internet. Now, we're going back 20-odd years ago now, and it was growing massively, and it actually had some really great opportunities to acquire some businesses. For example, Google, for about a billion dollars back in 2002, but it turned it down. (laughs) Now, what can I say? Similarly, there was an opportunity to acquire Facebook, but uh, somehow that didn't happen. Here, they acquired a business called Flickr, and it was in 2005. And let me just go into this one. So, okay, Flickr you may not have heard of. Oh, I have. All right. Some of our our listeners may not have. It was a kind of a digital media platform for sharing photos and videos. Those who loved and, and enjoyed photography, it was a way to share photographs and share them between people and it allowed you to sort of geotag and put information about photographs so it was a great place for sharing photographs yeah and the thing i'll add into this is uh, without stealing your thunder is Flickr allowed you to share photographs with people of similar interest to you so you could have these yep 
groups of people that, for example, all shared an interest in photographing vintage cars. That's right. Also. That's right. Yeah, and it allowed you to tag the, that information. And yep. the owners, and it was a husband and wife team, and they realized that they needed to grow the business and they needed a partnership to just help sort of fund it and grow it. And uh, their dream was to turn what was basically a photo sharing site into a social network. They yep. saw it back in 2005 that this is a social network. We need a partner. And they believe they found that partner in Yahoo. And Yahoo acquired the business by to taste that as an incredibly paltry sum, $35 million. Yeah, um, <laughs> and the husband and wife team said, well, look, we want to continue loving the business, putting the care in and growing that, that community. Now, this is where things went wrong. And this is an issue. Is that Yahoo at the time, didn't quite understand where the value of this business really was. Um, no. It saw, oh, my God, what an incredible database. That's exactly what they, they did not see it as a social networking app. Yep, exactly. They didn't, they didn't see it. They didn't see the ability to share photography and video between themselves. And they saw the database. Oh, yeah, it's the database. That's the treasure, they thought. And so <laughs> that was their the first mistake. The other big mistake, and this is it comes down to this old classic story of a startup and a big corporate. And in a big corporate, there is a function called corporate development. They saw this as another acquisition. And they saw this as a transaction that needed to happen to sort of go yep. ahead and do the deal and integrate it, get all the common back office functions together and do that kind of thing. They had that real transactional mindset that they started off from the very beginning. And this is very classic of your big company and your small entrepreneurial startup. Yeah, it's, it's the difference you find when those big companies take that integration approach it's all about efficiencies and bringing that new business inside the corporate and leveraging the corporate machine. Yes. To, and what's that phrase you've used before? Integration is the killer of… Enemy of, in, of innovation. That's it. Yeah, so that's no. it. And, because and, it. And I, I think that's, that's the point here, Robert, is that what happened is that corp dev… <laughs> got hold of the integration team. And yeah. all of a sudden, there were demands made by this integration team to, I don't know, silly things like integrating the HR, the finances and IT and all these sorts of things. And it, it effectively created an untenable cycle of demands that were made on this small business. And it actively hampered any innovation, innovative type efforts to help grow the business. Well, I, I, that went I, by the wayside. Yeah, I, I, I read up a bit of this because when you said before that you'd been, you know, thinking about this one, I thought, oh, I better do some research. So I yeah. had a look. And you're spot on because if the the conditions of the deal when that $35 million deal went through mm. was that it was going to be integrated into Yahoo and yeah. there were certain performance deadlines and certain technical integration deadlines and those sort of things mm. that were established as part of the deal. Yes. 
and that essentially reversed the whole process, as, as far as I've read anyway. Flickr, instead of being able to direct its resources towards innovation and growing that platform yeah. and building more and more social networks yeah. and probably being being the social network du jour, they, would, they could have easily stifled Google and, and Facebook mm, mm. at the time. Mm. Instead, they're suddenly faced with having to meet the demands of the, the new owners, Yahoo, yeah. who are all keen on integration and efficiencies and deadlines. Absolutely. Abs- you know. Absolutely. It, it was all about that. And the thing is, what Yahoo didn't realize is that they potentially had the next Instagram here. Yeah. Uh, well, if you think about it, if Flickr had been allowed to develop and grow, wouldn't be such a thing as Instagram. That's right. And this would have been the thing that would have made Yahoo a very major presence today and not so yeah. much. Today, you'd have Yahoo, Facebook, and Google, Apple, but it'd be up there, right up with the other Microsoft. But it squandered this golden opportunity. Actually, you know something I've often referred talked to you before about, Rob, is that yep. in every M&A deal, there's buried treasure. And the buried treasure in this one wasn't about the photos. It was the social network. Yeah. That was and, the buried treasure. And Yahoo just didn't simply didn't see it. To my point, is why I often say that M&A is like a jigsaw puzzle. And the, mm. the picture on the box is the vision yeah. of what you want to create. Mm. Well, clearly... The, that vision was lost in translation somewhere. Mm. And Yahoo's simply gone about it as a classic integration exercise. Yes, exactly. Of, of yet the next acquisition. And don't take too long, guys, because the next one's coming down exactly. the track. The next, next one's month. coming on. Time's up, guys. Let's move on to the next one type thing. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's, to be honest, this, this to me, this is like a, an exercise in M&A murder. But the funny thing is, it was Yahoo in the press was writing its own suicide note yeah. at the same time, not realizing it. So they murdered Flickr and they're writing their own suicide note because they mismanaged this acquisition. It was a golden opportunity for them to become a major presence today, and it didn't yeah. happen. And I think, just to finish off the story, because there are some real important lessons about this, and it's a lessons that apply to every M&A deal, but this one is, a, is such an important cautionary tale. In the end, Flickr just continued plodding along in the internet backwater, of, like many other businesses. It, ha- it was finally acquired back in 2018. Don't know how much for, but it was acquired by a professional photo hosting service called SmugMug. But great, it still works. It's still there. It has it has a following, but nothing, nothing compared to say the likes of Instagram. No, and and as you we just said, it could have been the Instagram many exactly. years before anybody even thought of calling the company Instagram. It was just a significantly lost opportunity. Yeah, brought about by a, a severe lack of vision. A severe lack of vision, total mismanagement, lacking of leadership. And also, I think the importance of preserving what makes a business valuable. It's, it's, you you don't have to integrate a business. And this whole notion that you have to integrate 
is a bit of a fallacy, I would say, because when people think of that, they think immediately, all right, okay, let's go ahead and do all the back office functions, do this, do that, tick these things off the list. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, you've been thinking about this, obviously, on your 100 kilometer uh, a day cycle trip. (laughs) I I thought about it because I think it's one of the most important stories. When it comes to cautionary tales and what not to do, yeah. This is a, a, a very interesting story, and I think for anyone who's perhaps acquiring a business now, maybe a startup or some business that's showing promise, to, to look at this and to say to themselves, whatever I do, don't do what Yahoo did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So what do you think of the lessons that come out of that? Well, and I think there's some really important lessons here. And Let me just interrupt because this is – I mean, this is, we're going back to 2003 initially, 2005, I think, when the yep. uh, acquisition took place, 2008, when it all started to fall apart. Mm. You know, classic early days of the internet and social networking and mm. so on. Mm. So there's lessons out of that, but do they still apply today? Look, they still apply today. I think a lot of people understand that, you, there's a more enlightened approach in m and and in M&A integration in particular than it was compared to, say, 15-odd years ago. Nonetheless, though, I think these mistakes can be repeated again, and I'm sure they're repeated right now as we speak on some deals that are occurring. So they still happen. And so while I think things are better these days compared to 15 years ago, there are sort of salutary lessons that still need to be learned and understood by every person who's ever involved in an M&A deal. So let let me just go through them. And there there are only three. One is the transactional approach to M&A will not produce transformational results. If you are going down the corporate development approach, whereby you might have, say, corp dev or these transactional people working separate to the people who do the integration, then immediately you're creating silos, you're creating a divide. It is M&A is one continual process going from strategy, search, due diligence, all the way through to closing and then integration and so forth. It is really one uh, team approach that has to be done. So don't start chopping the silos. But the important thing about this thing about not taking transactional is that you've got to remember that it's not a transaction you are doing. It is very much a transformation, and that requires a different modus operandi and mindset. What? And I, I still I, think that a lot of people approach to MA is very transactional. It, it very much is. And I, I just reinforce what you've just said. That transactional approach, yes, it's done for a reason. You want to drive synergies. You want to make sure you've got efficiencies across the business and so on. But when you're doing that, you're actually redirecting all of the resources into that exercise. Mm. And for companies like Flickr, any resources that are being put towards innovation, growth, new features, all, all all of that, basically yep. gets locked up in concrete. Yep. You haven't got that innovative, reactive way of doing things, and you're suddenly master to this huge machine that's trying yep. to eat yep. you up and um, spit you out in bits. 
Indeed. So all I say is lesson number one, the transactional approach to M&A will not produce transformational results, period. The second lesson, and I want everybody to understand this one, and that is that there is buried treasure in every M&A deal. Now, where have I heard that before? (laughs) (laughs) There is always buried treasure. And the job is, in the deal you're working on, is to find out what that treasure is. Go and yep. seek it. Go and look. Try and unearth it. Any seller who's doing a good job, of course, will help you understand what that buried treasure is because that's what helps develop the price premium. Sometimes, as a require, you might be looking for itself. The buried treasure in this case was not the database. It was the community. Yeah, absolutely. It was the social networking, the beginning of social communities, and Flickr had essentially perfected that long before anybody else had even thought indeed, about it. Indeed, yes, indeed. And this is it. This is the extraordinary yeah. thing is they understood it. Now, the, my question is to anybody is what's your buried treasure? If you're doing a deal, what's the buried treasure in yes. the acquisition? Yep. Ask words, yourself, what is it? Step outside the transactional part of this and mm. see where the real treasure is in the acquisition. Yep. yep. Understand that treasure and how you're going to unearth it, give it a good polish, and so everybody else can see it too. That's that's the key. Bring it out so everybody can see it, and then don't lose sight of it. The third lesson is, and the thing I said before, and that is integration can be the enemy of innovation. We saw it in this particular case where integration came at the expense of innovation. In other words, Flickr was basically smothered by demands, integration demands, and wasn't allowed to do what it was good at, which was namely to innovate. And so what I say is this, it's not always about what a company does it, how it does it is makes it special. And if I can think of an alternative approach to this, when I say integration can be the enemy of innovation, don't think about integration. Think about things like infusion, how can you infuse companies together, not integrate? Bringing those things that are so good in one company and bring it to the other and vice versa. So yeah. I, I think we sometimes need to rethink what integration actually is and not in terms of how it's often understood in the more traditional way. That is back office, blah, 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 blah. It's a different ball game. And so all I say is this. Always remember, it's not what a company does that makes it special. It's how it does it. Think capabilities. Think about the capabilities that an organization has. And think infusion, not integration. I'm struggling to think of the word I want to use, and I can't for the time being. But essentially, when I look at integration, that's a mechanical process. I'm bolting bit A to bit B. Hmm. Right. What that does is it ignores completely the lifeblood. Yes, it does. The lifeblood. Right. Yes, exactly. It's, it's what, what makes the business special. Uh, and it, it comes down to understanding that. And it's the it's it's basically comes down to how it does its business. Just looking at it and t- taking yeah. it apart. And to think that how it, it, it goes from does from one thing to another to another makes it valuable. And understanding and nurturing that, not destroying it or anything like that or, or somehow reducing its its unique capabilities. It's I don't know if it's even relevant. It's just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody took you and I, if a surgeon came up, took you and I, and said, right, I'm gonna get Rob and Toby and I'm gonna bolt the two of them together, 
you'd end up with Frankenstein's monster. I think you would. <laughs> right? Pretty terrible thought, actually. <laughs> you, you would, because whilst it might be possible to bolt the two of us together, yeah. right? What you're missing is our respective personalities, our soul, raison d'être for for being, and you. That's this is what you're talking about here. You do not lose that lifeblood, that yes. personality of a business. Mm. And exactly. you should always you should always try and retain that. that, that by that's in. a good that's a good way of putting it, Rob. Is don't lose the personality of the business. Yeah. It's unique. That's a different way of saying culture because we often use the culture not often, but I think it, it, culture often gives a certain style or approach or a personality, and you don't want to lose that because that's what's made it great or why or that's what gives it its promise. Yes. Yeah. That's that's its lifeblood. Yeah. Yep. That makes it tick. Yeah, I like, I like that. I, I like that. Don't lose yeah. the personality of the business. Yep. So let me just recap then. So the lessons are the transactional approach to M&A will not produce transformational results, and that's obviously clear. You should always look for the buried treasure in every M&A deal. And the third one is integration is, I will say, is the enemy of innovation because integration takes a mechanical approach and you lose the personality and the lifeblood of the business and you should look to infuse it, not integrate it. That's a beautiful way of putting it, Rob. That's better. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Yes, the three excellent lessons from a an extraordinary story of what I think was ultimately m a murder and it's changed the entire landscape of business today. So I think that's a, a wrap for today's podcast. Now, I'm talking about maintaining that sort of lifeblood and basis for all of that. Hmm. I think what we've now got to do is, because next week we're coming back with another M&A story, so we need to send you off on another 100 kilometer per day <laughs> bike, bike ride <laughs> so that we can come back with another one next week. Or, or, or I, I could take that task on. Oh, maybe you should take it on, Rob. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you going to cycle yeah. 100 kilometers a day, are you? Is that what you're I will do a virtual ride a next virtual week. A virtual ride. Okay. Yeah, a virtual ride. And, um, <laughs> And I've got a few in my head that I can think we can talk about. Well, I think week. there's so many great stories out there, Rob. And look, it's a, it, it's a pleasure to talk about this particular one. And I, I hope that our listeners take heed of the things that went wrong here and the important lessons that were learned. What's good about it is they are from 20 years ago almost, mm. but they still apply today. They can, indeed. They do. Yeah. Toby, it's been a pleasure as always. Yep, likewise. Talk to you again next week with another episode. Indeed. Okay. Bye for now. Bye for now.